0: Hey guys, thanks for coming back here to follow the puck and in today's podcast we are heading up to Alexandria, Minnesota and we connected with their new head coach Josh Myers just to chat about his hockey career and his expectations for the team going forward Um, and just his plan of attack I guess you would say. And as I've said before, if you know of anybody else, we should reach out to, connect with. It uh, doesn't have to be a coach, it can be a player, it can be a Zamboni driver, it can be an official uh, arena manager, you know, anyone in the hockey world here in Minnesota. We would uh, love to connect with anybody, really. And also, I know I said this before, too, we are anticipating a little bit different season here this winter and if you are uh going to any games if you're a film manager for any teams anything like that reach out to us on twitter and we'd love to connect with you we're trying to make sure fans can view games and goals and highlights and big saves and all that good stuff we're putting putting together stuff on our website for that um so yeah we want to connect with you there too as well and with that being said, we're going to jump into this conversation here with Josh and hope you enjoy.
1: Oh, well, it's Josh.
2: Hi, Josh. Follow the puck. How are you?
1: Good. How are you doing?
2: Good. Good time? Are you
1: busy? Here? Yeah. Yep. Nope. I you have you on the calendar. So.
2: Awesome. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes with us. We've just been reaching out to coaches around the state and See how things are going, and you being a first-year coach, kind of wanted to welcome you into the into the high, high school coaching ranks and see what your expectations are, and uh, yeah, what you're looking forward to in the first season. So,
1: yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. I was actually um, just on you guys' website looking at some different things. Sorry that you guys had some interviews with other coaches and stuff around the state. So I was uh, just kind of doing my research too. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's that's good. It's it's been a lot of fun, and actually, I got a lot more a uh, lot more interviews out there that I haven't posted yet. Just kind of slowly dripping them out as the off season rolls along, and you know, anticipating a normal season hopefully. So we're tr- just try to try to wrap that up before the season starts, and just and you know the the outreach that uh, we've been trying to kind of go outstate a little bit, and it's been. Well received, you know, a lot of, a lot of those teams out state, maybe don't get the publicity or notoriety or recognition that the boys want and, or, you know, deserve. Cause they put in the work too. So that's, that's kind of the right. angle we're playing and
1: yeah, all that there. good stuff. Yeah.
2: So I know you have had quite, quite the uh, hockey career more than, more than most. And I guess <laughs> what are, I mean, coming from UMD, it looks like you did get a, you got a, a in the NHL and what was that experience like?
1: Yeah, it was good. Um, for me, Duluth was always my number one. I, I had an older cousin who was about four or five years older than I am and I just, my goal playing hockey was just always follow in his footsteps. So he went down to Sioux City and then I went down to Sioux City and then he went to Duluth then I went to Duluth and then obviously after college I, I got to keep playing a little bit longer um, but that's that, that's why I went to Duluth, and I just absolutely loved it up there. Um, it was a great experience. My first um, three years, I would say, were, were a bit more of a struggle. Uh, we had a very young team. I, my freshman class, when I came in, we had 10 or 11 freshmen at that time, so that was pretty young, but we had a great um, senior season, and I was able to be the captain, and Uh, won the WCHA final five back when it was still the WCHA as as it was with all the the top teams and uh, NCAA tournament uh, made it past the first round, lost in the second round to Miami, Ohio, who actually ended up losing to BU in the championship. Um, And I think they lost, I think they were ahead three to one or four to two and ended up losing five, four in overtime or something like that late in the third. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a good good time though. It was it was an awesome experience, and uh, didn't get to play in the new Amsoil Arena, but that's okay because I absolutely loved the old deck up in Duluth. And, but
2: yeah, there was nothing like watching hockey at the at the deck. That was
1: that was fun. <laughs> yeah, the bleachers are so steep; you could hear people whispering. <laughs> it always seemed like. <laughs> I
2: bet. So that everyone always says the. Uh, and every time you make a step up in, in hockey, you know, whether it's at the youth level or from JV to varsity or from varsity to college, what was the, what was this difference like for going from the, you know, essentially the best college college system into an NHL system was the jump even that more dramatic
1: as far as talent, speed and all that. Yeah. I mean, everything's just emphasized a lot more. So guys are a little bit faster, a little bit stronger, um, you know, you you can't get away with making not the best play as much as, as you could at the college ranks. Um, you know, and then aside from on the ice stuff, just the, the mental preparation, learning how to take care of your body, how to prepare your body. You know, because a lot of times in the NHL and the AHL, whatever it is, you're playing you know, two games and three nights or three games and three nights or, you know, whatever it is. So you really have to plus travel in between all that stuff. So it's just a lot more. um, It's definitely a lot more of a career uh, mentality for sure. Yeah. I would imagine it's, there's a lot more, like you said, the body,
2: preparing the body and your diet and it's, it's a lifestyle thing that you got to really pay attention to. eh?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Doing that whatever you can outside of hockey to prepare yourself more for the hockey part it's you you know your body's going through changes and you can't you're not recovering after a game like you used to when you were you know in your teens or, or early 20s whatever it is so it's just being more apparent to all that stuff
2: it, it gives you a, probably gives you a new appreciation for the guys that are in their <laughs> mid to upper 30s and still playing yeah actually that's yeah,
1: it's, it's funny. It's, uh, the AHL, I think it was my first year in the AHL, but Chris Chelios was still playing. And oh my God, that Manitoba Moose. And I think at that time he was like 40, 39, 40, somewhere in there, or something like that. And for him to be doing that at that age, plus already playing whatever, a 1,000 NHL games by that time, was <laughs> truly remarkable. And maybe at the time I didn't truly understand. Uh, that sacrifice and, and everything he had to go through, but now that I'm 34 and outside of hockey, it's it's definitely uh, something <laughs> that you can relate to a little bit more and uh, understand that commitment level that he had. It is amazing
2: what something someone like that can put themselves through and and still perform at that level. It's amazing. so for for those of us that don't know, what led you back or what led you to Alexandria?
1: It's where I was born and raised. Um, so when I was done playing, um, obviously with, with hockey and and in a professional career, you make a lot of sacrifices. You miss out on a lot of things. A lot of, you know, I didn't go to a Christmas in I don't know seven years something like that. I haven't been to a Thanksgiving. So I was, getting back to Alexander was always what I wanted to do. Uh, career wise, I had no idea what I was going to do after hockey, um, and it just kind of fell into. Um, finding a, a good role here in the insurance industry and I was able to stay in Alexandria and, and so that's what I guess kept me here and um able to make a career out of it and yeah.
2: Well it is a for those, those people that haven't been up there it is a beautiful area so it's,
1: it's, it's good you're
2: sticking yeah, you know, close was-
1: now and Right. Yeah, people move away from Alexandria to establish a career, and then when they get to a certain point, they're all they're always trying to, you know, get back here in in some way that they can. So, it's, it's, uh, I love it here, and and I'm an outdoorsy type of guy, so it just fits really well. Well, that's good. So,
2: what are your expectations, thoughts uh, on on your upcoming season with your team. I know you got a few seniors you're losing, but there's some good talent coming back. And if you want to go over that stuff, that'd be great.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, first of all, let's hope to God that we do have a season. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's been, it's been an interesting time to get involved with all this stuff, but at the same time, we've never gone through it before. So it's not like anyone's criticizing what I am or am not doing. Uh, but for for me, and, and our coaching staff and our goal and stuff is to just create a, a more positive culture um, in our high school program and and teach these kids not only more about the game, but also the the skills that you learn through the game that you can take beyond your high school career. You know, we're, we're very competitive. We're going to want to win all that stuff. Um, but there's just there's more to life than just hockey. And really what we're trying to do is prepare these kids for whatever their journey is, you know, if it's hockey related, if it's not, you can take so much out of the game um, and apply it to your life beyond hockey. And I'd say that's what we're really about and going to be pushing for this next year. And we have some good talent. We lost some, you know, lost some, some seniors, um, lost a, a key player to the North star Christian Academy, the FCA team here in town. Um, but again, you know, he's making a decision that he feels is best for his career, and you can only respect that. And we got roughly 25 kids from our Bantam program coming up, so we're going to be young. But I think that's a good – some good talent in that group that's really going to push the pace of play. And, and if these older guys um, on the team want to, you know, maintain that role of being the, the leaders and stuff, they're going to be pushed, and that's it's going to feed off of each other.
2: that's good to hear getting back to your comment you said on teaching um you know life lessons or things they can use it's it's one thing as a parent that i noticed when my kids started playing sports and the the lessons that are taught by sports are sometimes more impactful than what they learn you know in the classroom session or whatever but you got to learn how to lose i mean you got to learn how to win the right way you gotta i mean it's you know playing somebody better than I mean, there's always going to be somebody better than you no matter what Avenue of life you're in, so it's yeah it is a it is a big thing and that's that's awesome to hear that that's your approach.
1: Yeah, it's you know I probably didn't realize it so much when I was playing, but now when I got when I'm done with hockey and I'm going into a different career, and and you go to a job interview or whatever it is, you always reflect back on okay what's a prior experience I had that I can apply to this, and for me it always came back to hockey. It was something hockey related that I could that I could remember going through a, a certain instance or whatever it is, and, you know, so getting them to realize, you know, it seems like every job interview you have, they talk about being a team player. Well, is a perfect example of how you can be a team player or preparation or hard work or goal setting, whatever it might be, you know, that you can apply later in life. That is so true. Um, have you
2: finalized your schedule for next season yet? Or what's the status of that?
1: Yeah, that uh, the schedule has been finalized. That actually, so with COVID and everything, my uh, hiring, actually our, our whole process with the, the application and interviews and all that stuff was, was kind of backed up and put on hold for a while. So I didn't get approved as the coach, I think, until May. And the schedule and all that was already uh, finalized. So I, I had no no say or input in the schedule, but looking at it, I think um, it's a tough schedule and, and a good one, good challenge for us this year, and, you know, probably make some changes in the future. You know, we're always looking to play the best in the state, and um, so we'll kind of feed off of that and see what uh, what makes sense for next year. But for sure. So who I, – I, typically
2: we put the schedules up on our website too. Who do I reach out to to get a copy of that?
1: I can send it to you for sure. Otherwise, our okay. AD um, okay. and I have your email address, so maybe I'll just get you in touch with him. He just he copied and pasted it in an email format for me. Yeah. Um, but I can um, I can get you that information for sure.
2: Yeah, and that that's fine. No matter what format I get it, and we put it into our own spreadsheet, okay. anyways. So it's whatever okay. whatever's easiest for you. That'd be great. And okay, like you were just fingers crossed that the season goes as normal and that's kind of how we're approaching it.
1: But... <laughs> well, the, the good news is I heard Wisconsin uh, approved activities for this next year, fall activities, so that's, oh, that's a good sign. Eh?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, that is that is a good sign and actually I was down in just last weekend down at that uh, summer hockey tournament that was put on down in uh, St. Louis Park. Okay. So that was fun to see a little sense of Normal see on the ice. Anyways,
1: it was it was good good to see. Yeah, yeah. We we had to make some changes to our summer program, obviously, and we were gonna go to Brainerd for um a tournament or scrimmages mid June, and all that got canceled. And then we were looking at doing some scrimmages up in Fargo, and that did not seem like a good thing. And so <laughs> we definitely had to make some changes this summer, but um, yeah you know, at least we're getting on the ice with the kids and, and they can kind of see my coaching style and, and what to expect and um, at least start building that relationship. So on the ice, what what's going to be your
2: philosophy? Is it going to be kind of set, this is the way we're going to play or does it depend on your opponent coming in or how are you going to structure that? Yeah, I,
1: I've i always been um, a very positive person. So on the ice, I've I, I feel like I'm very upbeat, but, but it's more positivity. It's, you know, move, 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 go, 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 you know, stuff like that. I don't like being uh, negative in any way. We'll have our set, you know, systems and stuff that we're going to utilize, but again, probably tinker it to certain teams that we're going to play, you know, maybe not early in the season, but later in the season when it comes crunch time and you get a chance to see some of these teams, yeah, you're going to have to change probably some things and, you know, maybe that's something that Alexandria in the past hasn't done to the to the best of their ability, uh, primarily with St. Paul Cathedral, but uh, in the section final games and stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm very detail oriented. I like to have the systems, but also um, I'll, I'll support creativity and and let the kids play and, and have fun. And if the if that's not working, then you always go back to okay. What what's been proven? Uh, what's a proven hockey system that does work?
2: Yeah, so you you need to get over the the uh, four years in a row of Cathedral. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the good thing is is that's not me. Some of the players it is, but uh, my record against Cathedral right now is is uh, zero and zero. So. There you go.
2: Well, it's good, good good time to good time to approach them because they they just lost a
1: buzz of a line there. So right, yeah. yep, yep, yeah, I saw that, and I've watched uh, all the section games against Cathedral and stuff like that, and so it's been tough to watch at times, but uh, you know, it's, it's also going to help me uh, with this upcoming season too. So.
2: So did you retain the, the other coaches that were a part of the, of the team or did you hire fresh or what?
1: I, as of right now, I am not, uh, I have not retained any of the prior coaches. Okay. Um, so far I've only, gotten yeah, one assistant coach approved and that is Adam Olson. He was our Wee and Bantam coach. He's kind of been following our next year's sophomores um, through our youth system. And so technically right now, it's uh, just him and I, but I have some verbal commitments for the other two um, two spots. So it's just, okay. it's it's coming along. It's just taking a little bit longer uh, than expected, but that's kind of the norm with, <laughs> with all this COVID stuff, it seems. Yeah, it's kind of putting a
2: pause on a lot of aspects of life. Right, right. So, are you as, as the varsity coach? Are you gonna try to get involved with the youth program, or are you kind of gonna let the youth guys keep doing what has been going? Or how how are you, What are your plans on that?
1: You yeah, know, it's it's kind of been a sore subject. Um, the relationship between our high school program and our youth program hasn't been the greatest over the years, just from you know the the input that I've gotten. So, this next year we are gonna. Try and be more involved in that. Um, we're going to do a coach to coaches where us high school coaches can get together with the youth coaches and not necessarily be like, hey, here's the system that we want you guys to run, but we're just going to share what we're doing at the high school level and, and get some feedback and explain why we're doing these things or maybe some areas that we feel can be improved upon. And then also um, incorporating players and, and some of their free time to go out there for those youth practices and be. know the role model for those kids and and just you know if you look at it from a professional standpoint our youth system is our feeder program into the high school so why why don't we why aren't we more you know involved in what they're doing and stuff so that's that's definitely something that's going to be enhanced um starting this next year and and continued forward
2: and i was talking to a guy a few weeks ago and I'd never thought about it from that point of view. And he said, as a youth coach, it's my job to make sure that this kid, whether it's a squirt or a peewee or a bantam, at, if they're a squirt, at the end of that season, they are ready to hand off to the bantam program. And the bantam program is ready to hand it off to the JV or varsity. Right. And I'd never thought about it, but that's exactly what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a system. It's like the NHL, AHL, East Coast, all that stuff. You know, just in a you know more of a local. These are the kids that you get to choose from type deal. But I mean, that's that's a great way to look at it. Is you know these kids need to continuously keep improving, and and the end goal is is the the varsity hockey team. You know. Yeah,
2: and as a you know as, as a parent of young kids, it's one thing that these varsity kids need to realize is these little kids, the mites and the and you know those, that age they think the world of those varsity kids. So if you can get the varsity to come and play or practice with those little kids, that's going to,
1: you know, be huge for the oh the, yeah, uh, youth absolutely. Program. I, it's it's funny because I still have it was the class of 1996. Um, that was the high school group that I remember the most when I was coming through, and I still have all of their signatures on on one of the one of the programs for their their games and all that stuff and i i still have it to this day you know so the impact that they had on me was was huge and you know maybe that impact's not going to be the same with every kid but you don't know and we're not going to take that chance of you know not doing anything um when it's pretty easy that we could do a lot
2: well good i'm glad yeah glad you realize that because it's uh it is a big deal whether those kids realize it or not their eyes are on them and to be to be involved is quite quite a a thing for those little kids. So right, yeah. Awesome. So then, the other question I have for you, and e- either way is fine. But for next season, what we're gonna try to do here at Follow the Puck is put together like whether it's a like a team of the week or you know video highlights of the week, you know, from high school games that went on around the state. Would yeah. you, as a coach, would you be okay if I reached out to whoever does your video work and asked them? Or either clips of games or, you know, or a game and I can take the clips out.
1: Or is that something
2: you would be interested oh, yeah. in or not?
1: Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Okay. That's, uh, you know, that's one thing that we're going to try and get better at is our social media presence, um, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, uh, Instagram, all that stuff for the high school program. So we're that would be kind of right up that same alley. So that would be a, a for sure. Perfect.
2: So do you have a dedicated person or how do you how are you going to do the film work?
1: Uh that's a good question. Um Okay. So, we can circle yeah, back to it later too. Yeah, probably circle back to it. Um not sure if we're going to use Huddle or or what the deal is. Um Yeah. Uh, on that. So I'm working through it with our with our high school right now. Okay. Okay. Um But yeah, there will be someone designated to it. Uh, that I can get you information or contact information for and stuff like that for sure. Yeah,
2: that's great. So, yeah, I, I, guess as, as, as you, that's kind of a minor detail with all you're dealing with, but as you, uh, address it, I mean, let me know what direction you go. Um, you know, who, who's going to be in charge of it and we can maybe help them out too with, you know, here's the best platform to use and if you want to save it in the cloud or whatever, you whatever help you need, you know, we'll, We'll, uh, we're gearing up to do the video side of things too. So,
1: awesome! Yeah, I appreciate that.
2: And then, um, the who runs the team Twitter account?
1: Do you know that? Right now, I do. You do? Okay. Um, yeah, we have. Uh, it's myself and then uh, one of the hockey moms right now are the whatever sure. administrators or whatever of it. But that will be getting passed to one of the assistant coaches, most likely. Okay. Um, so that they can do – it'll be either one of the assistant coaches or we might give access to a parent. We're we're just trying to give more updates on Twitter, like game updates even, whether it's um, live scoring or end of the period results or um, our roster before the game even starts, what it's going to look like. All that stuff is going to – we're going to try and enhance that. So that will be designated to someone. I'm just not sure who yet. Yeah, Okay, well that's that's
2: right up our alley too because everything everything we do is based off of the Twitter experience. So whatever, if they have questions or need help or how do you do this, have them reach out and we'll do what we can to point them in the right direction and simplify simplify their life. And the scoring the scoring thing is a big deal. Everybody comes to follow the puck for the scores. So yeah, if they can they can keep us in the loop and we'll we'll return the favor and help in any way we can too on that end that'd be that'd be awesome so
1: yeah and it seems like with scouts and stuff like that they're they're going to twitter um to see the rosters and stuff is kind of what we've heard and seen so that's why we want to make sure that you know our our roster and all that stuff is going to be very easily accessible um so that they can find it right on our twitter it's before a game
0: or
2: um, yeah you could right
1: you could that. pin pin it right to the top of your twitter account
2: or whatever i mean it'd be easily accessible but you're right with the scouts we've actually had quite a few of them reach out to us and say hey we're looking for this where can we find it there you know so it's right. it is uh it is, it is prevalent out there so right well wow, that, that's awesome i know you're a busy guy i'll let you get on with your day but I appreciate the time, and I'll maybe circle back with you here in the next month or two and see if you've got your video video person set up and if they need help or what platform you're going to go with or whatever. So.
1: Well, okay. yeah, I appreciate it, and I'll send you
2: the schedule here in a little bit. Okay, that sounds great, and best of luck next season, and hopefully we see you in the title game and, and advance from there. That'd be fun to see.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, have a great rest of the day. You too. Bye. Thanks, bye-bye.
0: And if you stuck around for that whole thing, appreciate it. Every uh, listener we get helps us uh, be found online. So continue to leave us those comments and those reviews wherever you get your podcasts. That does help too. And also, if you know of anybody else we should reach out to, certainly let us know. uh, We'd love to have these conversations with people in the hockey world. Just send us a DM on Twitter. That's probably the quickest, easiest way for us to filter this stuff through and make sure it gets done right. And we have a whole bunch more of these recorded and we'll be uh, releasing them as they're ready to go. And I hope you stick around for more from us.